Welcome everyone to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting? Nothing at all. I'm Chris, that's Dan, and we have done it, Dan. We've made it to the end of season three. Great season. Friggin' awesome season, actually. We, we kind of touched on that on our last episode, how, how good we think the season is, but... Uh... But yeah, this one this one ends on a pretty pretty strong note here. Dan, tell everybody about the episode we're going to review. Okay, there's quite a jump here because the previous episode was in early May. This episode did not air until August 27th of 1992. Yep. I'm thinking maybe because there was a Summer Olympics and stuff happening that year. Um it was, yes, August 27th, 1992, episode 24 of season three. Brother, can you spare to die? That's right. Return of Herb Powell, Homer's half-brother. And now we are going to get a proper character send-off for him, because unfortunately we don't see Herb again after this. Uh, I did talk about that a little bit on the uh, the last episode, but... Yeah, base, basically he's uh he's pretty much he's pretty much done. Like there's uh the heartbroken kid, he's in a picture, and then in Changing of the Guardian, which is let me actually pull that episode up here. That is going to be season 24, he has a single line. So, yeah. <laughs> it's there you go. That's pretty much it for him. Kind of a shame, honestly. Now, they do have comic books that he does appear in some of them. And they have used him in the uh, the tapped out game and everything. But otherwise, <clears throat> you're almost done with, uh, with Herb Powell. Again, I don't really know why they didn't really bring the character back, but... If you're not going to bring a character back, I'd prefer you just give him the right the right send-off here. Uh, we have two guest voices, though, in this episode. Yes, Danny DeVito will return as her pal, but we have another one, which we'll talk to when we get there. Mm-hmm. But first, let's uh, let's talk about the, uh, the, the chalkboard gag, which is, I will not fake seizures, which that definitely earned, probably earned him a spot in detention. Because I have friends that are prone to seizures, and that's really not that funny. Good job, Bart. And then our final Season 3 couch gag is the Return of the Cartwheel couch gag. We'll get some new ones next season, though. So, it's time for the annual plant physicals. Obviously, Lenny forgot because he's in line with no underwear on. I guess that just proves that Lenny's into the commando lifestyle. I don't know. I kind of need my underwear. That's not for me. If it's for you, that's great. But, yeah. Weird, weird stuff. We know Dan likes the underwear, though. It's pants that you've got the problem with. Great. <laughs> I'm recording this episode right now in pair underwear and a tank top. Uh, for those who followed our podcasting careers... Dan has recorded more episodes without pants than with. And we're talking 
ninety nine percent. Yeah, that's always been the thing, right? Well, I'm in my own house in my own room. No, no, no. Houses where the pants come off. I get it. I agree with that. So Homer's test reveals he has a hundred and four percent body fat. Why is that, Dan? No, he has a hundred and two percent. There's no eating in the tub. Yeah, go to hell. <laughs> and they're directly eating a chicken leg. I know. Wow. I love that. <laughs> I love the in the future episode they do the flashback to baby Homer and he's got a pizza in the delivery room. <laughs> So it turns out that Homer Simpson is actually sterile. Now, this has always been a really funny gag that the Simpsons do when they this do. This is the, really good. They do the sperm sample. It's oh, the, it's, it's like four, and they're like really dumb and bumping into each other. Yeah, one. Here's a regular sperm sample, sir. And it's all Smithers heads. And they're all going like in the same together, like in a same direction, like they're like a platoon or something like that. Yep, 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 yep. That is a standard Simpsons trope, though. Is the uh, the, the sperm always have the head of the the person on it. They do that joke in the Beavis and Butthead movie too, when they're having they're like their life for flashing before their eyes before they die in the desert. And Beavis is like, I remember it was a really long time ago, and it's sperm Beavis making it to the egg. Hey, how's it going? And then he's just like, Yeah, I scored. <laughs> <laughs> so Burns calls in his lawyers. This is a really funny scene too, because he's like he's being really nice to them. And he's like, I just want you to know that I think you're all great. Can I have a cup of coffee? Oh, sure. Is this how you like it? How do you like it? Black? Black? Like your heart? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so funny. He's like, well, what are you going to... Well, maybe if we offer him a a cash settlement, like a couple thousand dollars, he won't sue. And we... They'll sign anything we want him to. Oh, a cash cash out? I could have thought of that, you idiots! Can I get some sugar? Oh, please. Where are my manners? <laughs> I, I love the way Burns always treats like his subordinates and he goes back and forth so hard on it. But now we quickly cut to meanwhile below the poverty line <laughs> and it's all the rich people that are now dirt poor. The guy who invented new Coke is there. <laughs> and what was it? What was the first guy? The first guy's thing? It was another obvious crash too, right? But, but yeah, but Herb Powell reveals that he he had everything. <laughs> his car made these great, great. His company made all these great cars, but then he discovered he had a brother. And Remember all those cars him. that were named after Japanese things? Yeah, that was me. That was me. So he's just like, all you need is one good idea. We'll come back to Herb though. So Bart breaks the living room couch. He's doing the Olympic, the living room Olympics. And during the pole vault, he lands on the couch and breaks it. And when Homer comes in, he just breaks down. Credit to Lisa, though, for covering for him, right? Like, because I guess she was doing the Olympics, too. She's like, we're just sitting on it. And it just collapsed. There, there, Lisa, it won't hurt you. And Homer has a great flashback to all the memories he spent on the couch. He was there. When we found out who shot JR, there will be a reference to that in season six, Dan. Indeed. A good reference. <laughs> Hands across America, and he's sitting on the couch watching it as it goes through his living room. And he was there while the Berlin Wall fell. 
but he changes the channel because it was boring. Boring. So, Herb Powell's sitting in a park. He's like, I just need an idea. I just need an idea. And he's inspired by this mother with a crying baby who can't figure out what the baby's trying to tell her. And he's like, lady, you just say, you just saved my, you just gave me the idea that's going to save me. Is there anything I can do for you? Please don't hurt me. Consider it done. And of course, as Simpson is, uh, little Homer's back at the power plant. He's just like, well, I guess things can't get any worse. And they do the, they do the funny joke where they're kind of looking at the camera. Like, well, yeah, the, the, the boys come to see him because they know something's up, but yeah. he doesn't know. And they're just waiting for him to get called in. Yeah. And they're like, uh, you gotta, yeah, we're sorry. We heard it's like, what? And then they just yeah. wait and wait and wait. And then all of a sudden over the intercom. Simpson come to Burster Burns' office. So he he greets him with all the lawyer team, and he's like, "How would you like a check for two thousand dollars?" He's like, "Yes, great. All you got to do is sign something." Well, I'm not signing this until either I read it or someone gives me the gist of it. He goes, "Oh, well, it's just confirming that you're the first winner of the Montgomery Birds Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence." <laughs> It's like, don't I get a plaque and like a, a big ceremony and everything? So Burns puts together the sham of a ceremony. Yeah, he's like looks at the guy angrily. He's like, Yeah, it's still it's still worth it. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> well, to avoid a lawsuit, right? Is like uh, yeah. Well, to to reference the uh, a billionaire that Dan and I both know, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, he has flat out said that he would rather whenever people try to sue him for dumb stuff like the guy who tried to sue Chris Jericho because Jericho, like, bumped into him or something, like a ring crew guy. He tried to sue him for $7 million. And Vince is like, oh, don't worry, we're going to take care of this. He's like, I would much rather spend money on lawyers to prevent people from getting a dime from me than actually pay them out. He goes, even if it technically costs me more money, it's the principle of the thing. Right? Like, that's kind of what Burns is going for here. If he can prevent a lawsuit from happening, he's going to spend all that money just so that Homer can't actually sue him. Because he's technically in the wrong. The power plant made him sterile. I also love that uh, Lisa's like, this is a huge farce of an award show. What about the Emmys? I stand corrected. And there's a throwback to that later when Homer's at the bar and there's an Emmy sitting on there. I mean, Burns even pays Smoke and Joe Frazier to present the award. And that is Joe Frazier providing his own voice. Does everybody out there know who Smoke and Joe Frazier is? Dan, you're the yeah. sports guy here. Why don't you educate them? Former heavyweight champion of the world. He was one of the guys that uh, came about and got fucked on by uh, Muhammad Ali, but then Muhammad Ali left, and so he was left to take over for five ten years before guys like Mike Tyson came in. He was at Starcade eighty four. And WrestleMania too. He was on the Jeffersons. You know the Simpsons was actually uh he made an appearance on The Simpsons in two thousand and six and that was actually his last T V credit other than Gregory Way T V. 
which I don't even know what that is. So, yeah, he didn't do a lot of TV stuff, but yes, former heavyweight champion. So, as Homer accepts the award, of course, he falls off the balcony because he's a dum-dum. And he's having a, a drink at the bar. Joe Frazier's comforting him with the Emmy sitting there. And then Homer d- doesn't want to hear his advice, and Barney stands up for him. He's like, that's it, Barney. Take this outside. He beats the crap out of Barney and leaves him in a trash can. Barney finds a peanut, though. Yeah, he like Homer comes up. He's like, oh, peanut! <laughs> so Herb has his great idea, but he just he's like, a man only needs one thing, a great idea. Well, no, he needs two things. He needs money. And he sees the newspaper clipping that his idiot brother... Won a $2,000 check. So he's like, which train's going to Springfield? That one. So he goes to catch the train. And he's they've got the nuclear reactor, the Lions, the, the crusty really brand stuff that's glowing. But nope. just so, there just so happens to be a, a nice pillow car for him to sleep in. So he does. And as Homer is walking down the street, he realizes that the thing that he wants... More than anything with that $2,000 check is the Spine Melter 2000, a vibrating recliner that... Which is $1,999, which, of course, he would not be able to afford with a $2,000 check. Exactly. That's the joke, right? <laughs> exactly. He'd be off by about $100. <laughs> and Marge is mad because they can get a whole living room set for that much money, but he wants the chair. But I also yeah, love... Yeah, because it's one chair for him to sit in. Yeah, exactly. Not the family couch? Oh, yeah. Forget the fact that the couch broke. Why don't, Why replace the couch for the whole family when I can have my ass vibrating in a chair? Oh, so much so that he sees colors. Oh, yeah. Full power. Because he's, he's shaking his brain. <laughs> That's such a great joke, too. The, the sci-fi color-changing thing. He basically goes into hyperspace. He's gone to plaid. No, it's he's literally <laughs> damaging his brain yep. with how much it's shaking. <laughs> we can't go any faster, sir. Bullshit! <laughs> so, they're just like, you just want this because you just want this because it's a gift for you. He goes... He goes, there's a hole in my heart that I need to fill with this chair. He goes, everything else has been a dead end. Family, religion, community service. Uh, I gotta love it. So Herb arrives in Springfield. And he goes to the Flanders house by mistake. Because it's the nicer looking house. And of course, because he looks like a bum off the street. They immediately welcome him in. They give him a nice suit. <laughs> they clean him up. They sing to him. Yeah. And... Homer's all distraught, like, ugh, they're singing again. Unbelievable. As he's sitting on, like, the broken couch. And as her brings the doorbell, he's like, what am I going to say? He is my brother, but he ruined me. Ugh, I got to play this just right. And as soon as Homer opens the door, Herb, he punches him in the punches face. Him, just punches him. It's so great. Lucky Herb. <laughs> hey, kids. You know, he's excited to see everybody. And he's... And then uh, Homer teaches him what a light switch is. And I love that he doesn't know what the last light does, and it turns on the Christmas lights from 1985. Yeah, Christmas lights. Classic. <clears throat> so, of course, while he's sitting at the dinner table, Bart's like, give me some bum advice. He goes, yeah, discarded cardboard is an excellent source of cheese. And Lisa's like, why didn't you write to us, Unky Herb? 
He's like, what do you want me to write? I still hate your father and I want to kill him? She's like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. He's playing Monopoly with the family. And then he loses all his money to Lisa's hotel. And Homer's like, hey, you're broke again. And he gets punched again. And he's like, listen, guys, I've got an idea. All right. I need Maggie. He's like, but I need to present this to you. So come to the dining room. He's like, what is it? What is it that you would want most in the entire world if you could have it? So, of course, Lisa wants this, this basically book of the month club is what she wants. Mm-hmm. Homer thinks that Marge wanted an expensive chair. American classic every month. Yeah, exactly. Which actually, that would actually be pretty cool. He's also, like, it can't be more than 10 bucks a month. <laughs> hey, Marge, didn't you want that fancy chair? No, you wanted that. I want a new washer and dryer because they're like moving across the basement. Yeah, because uh, it's the best. It's called back later. It's great. And Bart wants a machine gun. Well, it's funny because there's a callback to all of these later. Yep. So Herb, Herb is like, let me show you guys. Let me show you guys something. And he puts a glass of water on the table. And one of those novelty drinking birds, which Homer thinks is the greatest invention ever made. You're going to make a million dollars off of this. No, Homer, this has already been invented. This is my example. This guy had an idea. He created it. It reminds me of that dialogue in Office Space about the pet rock, right? Yep. Well, yeah, the guy made a million dollars. I had an idea like that once. It's a jump to conclusions, Matt. That's a terrible idea. So you start... On, on a thing, it happens, and then you jump to various conclusions. And I love the way he says it, too. He goes, there's different conclusions that you can jump to, like, like super overemphasis on it. I love it, because then he, like, breaks his neck. Yeah. And he actually gets the prototype made with his... With his, <laughs> with his lawsuit money, yeah. Uh, that's a good movie. So, of course, Herb shows him the blueprints for the baby monitor, which just morphs into the, the bird. <laughs> and he's like, listen, it's a baby translator. It can tell you everything from change me to turn off that damn Raffi tape. And he's like, and I want to, all I need is the money to get it started here, to build the prototype. And Homer's like, all right, I'll do this on one condition. I want you to forgive me and treat me like a brother. No. All right, well, then just give me the bird. And sure enough. Bird comes back in one of the goat episodes later. <laughs> yep. Yes, it does. Uh, so he's testing everything out with Maggie, and it's actually going pretty well, you know? He's like, so let's... Well, you got changed, and you just ate. What's going on? And then she throws up on him. She throws up on him. He's like, ah, oh, there you go. Message received. Like, right in his <laughs> face, too. <laughs> but he, he's able to... He puts on, like, a scary monkey mask and figures out that she's scared. It actually does... It's actually a, a pretty damn good invention. And as he goes to present them with the with the invention, it's like, you ready? You guys ready to see what's under here? Well, we already know. We took a peek while you were in the john. Ah, well, here it is again. <coughs> and of course, and it's all, exactly what he drew up. Like no change between the initial yeah. design idea. And of course, <laughs> Homer keeps thinking about how lovely it would be if he had a vibration. While he was watching TV. Homer, stop thinking about your ass. <laughs> but it works. Maggie's words get translated completely accurately. 
Lavish infection upon me. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> so he presents it at the twin convention. No triplets allowed. Where Professor Frink is presenting a remote control airplane his son can fly in and flies it right out a window. My wife's gonna kill me. My wife's gonna kill me. And Herb's invention proves to be successful because, you know, the, the two kids say something. My favorite is this leash demeans us both. <laughs> and sure enough, this guy shows up from a baby store. He's like, I want to buy 50,000 of them. And he's back in business. So now that Herb is successful again, he decides to make good on his promise and give the family all the gifts they ever wanted. So, Lisa, you're getting a book every month. Here's your first book, Ethan Frome. Yes. Which, that is an incredibly depressing book. <laughs> well, he gives Homer his money back first off. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he goes around the horn. So he's like, do I get my machine gun? Well, Bart, you're a little too young for that, but I'll give you a card that says that'll let you get one when you're old enough. I enlisted you in the NRA. <laughs> Cool, can I get armor armor piercing bullets too? It's in the Constitution. <laughs> Maggie, I'll get you anything you want. And she goes, blah blah blah. I want what the dog has. Yeah, I'll get you something nice, sweetheart. Marge, I got you a new washer and dryer, and I sold the old one for fifty bucks. He sold them to Moe's. They they're doing races with them. <laughs> yeah, come on, washer. And Moe's mad because the dryer lost. They even got numbers painted on them. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. And he's like, what did I get? Homer, walk outside with me. He's like, I've given you my forgiveness. You uh, you can call me brother and I'll do the same. And they embrace. And then the truck pulls up. Homer, I bought you the damn chair. <laughs> and the last scene is Homer sitting in the chair and his sperm are just vibrating along with it. Uh, another freaking callback. This is a good episode for callbacks, right? Yep. A lot of good ones here. So yeah, brother, can you spare two dimes? What do you think, Dan? Very fun, very good episode. Of course, not one of the best, but it is a good one to end on. Yeah, it's a really good one to end on, yeah. Uh, do you like this better than the first Herb Powell episode? Well, I mean, this one's... Everyone's kind of a dick at some point in the first episode. Yeah. You know? Because there just comes a point where they're just kind of exploiting him for his money at one point. And then, uh, but this one is the, he, everyone is kind of even in a family dynamic way <clears throat> by the end. They I all th- have each other. Yeah. I think it's a good redemption arc. Yeah. It's, yeah. And Herb and deserved. Yeah. Well, Herb deserved a redemption angle anyway, because Homer did ruin him. Let's be honest here. Now, granted that uh, Herb was part of the problem, because, like... Well, Herb should have known better. (laughs) Yeah. But he was just trying to do a nice thing for his brother, right? Right. But it's nice that he forgives him and makes peace with the family. Again, if you're not going to use the character again, you gave him a good send-off. That's what I like about it. So we have Herb Powell, voiced by Danny DeVito, and Joe Frazier doing his own voice. Let's uh, do some trivia here. The original script included a scene in which Barney knocked out Joe Frazier. But Joe Frazier's son objected to the scene. He said, yes, I suggested they change that. 
Frazier was a world champion, and a world champion does not get knocked out. My dad has only been knocked out twice, and that was both times by George Foreman. George Foreman was this guy. So Frazier's son is actually the one who made the change there. Although, yeah, that makes more sense, right? Because that would have just made Joe Frazier look like a punk. Barney is not going to knock out a world champion. That would have been funny. Yes. Well, he, I mean, but him knocking out Wade Boggs was the, the real joke there. He's well, not going to take it. Exactly. Uh, Hank Azaria noted that Danny DeVito was less enthusiastic in his second performance as Herb. Some people come in and you can tell they kind of regretted doing it. The second time, Danny DeVito was like, yeah, 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 let's get it over with. He did a great job, but he didn't enjoy the process. Well, I think we just figured out why they never use the character again. Uh, the reason for the late broadcast. We have trivia about this. The Fox Network decided to add an additional got episode to the season and show it during the summer to become the biggest network on television. As a result, the writers, animators, and producers had to work longer hours than normal to be able to finish the extra episode, which was this one. So there's your answer. So it wasn't an Olympic thing. It was, pff, well, we need a 24th episode, and we need it now, so get the hell get the hell on it. Even though the new season is, like, in a few weeks, right? Like... <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, Camp Krusty is a month later. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> Probably would have made more sense to do a, a bonus season starter episode, but I'll take it. So, how did we come up with the Spine Melter 2000? Well, one of the writers, after working 20 hours a day on the episode, bought a vibrating chair to relax in. And it got incorporated into the episode. The first is... guy owned Mickey Mouse Massage Parlor. It's... That's right, Mickey Mouse Massage Parlors, and they shut him down because of the image. That's a real thing that happened, too. I even put pants back on him. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, the decision to make another episode with Herb was because many viewers were unhappy about how O Brother Where Art Thou ended. So they actually created this episode to show him regaining his fortune. There was originally going to be a joke in the script to predict the breakup of the Soviet Union, but between writing the script and airtime, the Soviet Union did break up, so they had to scrap it. Sorry, guys. Better luck next time. And of course, the 2001 Space Odyssey reference, Dave going through the Stargate, was referenced with Homer in the chair. At some point during the season, Todd Flanders' role as the brother was switched. Before, he was the smaller of the two. But since this episode, he was the elder. So yeah, they actually switched that one up. Which Flanders is his is kid, was the uh, the older one. For being such a revolutionary device, we never see the baby translator again. Ah, well, that's a shame. And, of course, we all know that Brother Can You Spare a Dime was a Depression-era song. Mr. Burns even sings it in Two Cars in Every Garage and Three Eyes in Every Fish, which we touched upon. And one of Mr. Burns' favorite expressions, which is Mother of Pearl, is the first time he actually says it. 
Al Gina stated that Joe Frazier was hard to record because especially with him saying the word excellence. George Mayer, who directed Frazier, commented that he got the pronunciation right after almost 20 takes. He is. <laughs> One of the homeless men sitting with Herb Powell is Charles Chaplin's The Tramp. He's even yeah, eating I a boot. That. I recognize that. Yep, just like in The Gold Rush. <clears throat> and the Frazier role was originally written for George Foreman, but he was unavailable. And yes, of course, the Emmy Award has Burns on it, but that's what they based it on, which was the gag there. So, yeah, there you go. We have concluded Season 3. Overall thoughts on Season 3, Dan? On this episode? On, on just the season. Oh, season? It's, this is when the show is in its... It has entered its peak... Yes. For the next five or so seasons. Yeah, it gets... Uh, and then season four just... Season four takes it up a notch because some, some of the best episodes are in season four, period. In fact, uh, I think season four... Yes, I'm, I'm looking at the list of episodes right now. Season four contains my personal favorite episode of The Simpsons ever... And what many people believe is the best episode of The Simpsons ever. Both happen in season four. So that should tell you right there how good season four is. Season four will kick off when we come back with you this Friday. And we're going to review Camp Krusty. We're getting into... These are some goat episodes coming up here. Camp Krusty is one of them. I think even you'll agree with that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a... This has some really good good stuff in here, too. Yeah, I'm looking at the the list of episodes here, and there's some there's some super goat stuff coming up on this one. This season contains Marge versus the monorail and Mr. Plow. So we're gonna be getting to those coming up here. Ah, it contains whacking day too. Remember whacking day? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, season four is widely considered to be probably the best overall season of the show, and there's a reason why. There's some great stuff in here. And then five, six, seven, and eight, like I said, are the goat seasons. We'll set the, the downward spiral after that, but don't be afraid to continue the journey with us because there's some gems out there. That's the thing, right? There are some freaking gems out there. But that's going to wrap up Season 3 of The Simpsons. Join us next time for Camp Krusty as we dive into Season 4 on another Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. <laughs>